Welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show. Just a content warning, we're going to swear this week. I'm Megan. With me is... Dean, folks. Hi, hello. Uh, we also are joined uh, by whoever goes first. They're both shy. No, this is a waiting <laughs> game. Oh. <laughs> I could be here all day. Okay, so it's it's bad to go first is the gist. That's right. As, you never, as a man, caved. you never yeah. want to go yeah. first. That's okay. right. It is, after you, Jesse. it is incredibly suspect to speak before another man. That's just simply the truth. Unfortunately, I will have to, to bear that cross. It's me. It's Jesse. I'm always here. My family's been here for a long, long time. And now, I'm going to hand it over to my dear friend, Mr. Chancellor. Chancellor, whose, whose family has not been here for as long. Famously. That's right. Um, (laughs) Speaking of colonialism, happy B Day to Queenie Vicky. Um, Oh. We love to see it. Oh, Vicky, you so fine. (laughs) Okay. Do you think they've ever done like a daguerreotype of her titties? Like, do I know what they look like? Because I'm going to look that up. I I would like that 3D printed. Um, In celebration of. Uh, a very old woman being dead. We're all going to send very loud noises and lights into the sky. Um, I actually don't <laughs> even know. Can you? Is COVID allowing or disallowing fireworks? Do you think there's rules? Uh, like people do it last year? If there's any, like, you know, proprietor, if there's any, you know, storefront that is sort of a hallmark for integrity and following the law, it is fireworks vendors. Mm. They are going to be really on top of that make sure yeah they're notoriously really good at their job it's all by the book this time when it comes to the sale of fireworks okay what's the best firework everybody burning the m80 i I like uh the the fountains the fountains are sick yeah the burning schoolhouse is the best because it's like the little cardboard box it never goes as big as you want it to well no but then the actual like schoolhouse the actual like cardboard thing will catch on fire that is and it's just like a normal fire at the end (laughs) which is so cool queen victoria's risque side revealed with nude filled collection oh shit let's go (laughs) are we finally Uh, learning the secret that's gonna be the episode exchange between victoria and prince albert will be displayed at the isle of white's osborne house but also on my phone and yeah romantic gifts thanks yeah they're like little paintings of her titties and like her and it looks like a pagan ritual. I have ritual. to Google this now. Oh. Yeah. It's the first result. <laughs> Man, she got uh, the worship goes way back. I'm just Googling oh, Queen Victoria boobs. I mean, you can just, I just typed in nude and I got what I needed and also the article. <laughs> the surprisingly so yeah, public you know se- sex life of Queen Victoria. Yeah. Okay, she's all I'm deserving getting is a that- happy B-Day old victorian photo of the woman resting the teacups on her boobs no i got oh, more than that I, I got straight up one was a sculpture and then the other was like a, a a watercolor of her and two other dames with them tatties out damn i'm not getting any of this they just don't want a woman to see this that's right what the heck they're they're trying to empower me not empower you which i imagine is what she would have wanted i don't think she would like other women succeeding i feel it's just the. Uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I like how the dresses she wore were like squares. That's fun. Or is that older than her? Honestly, I don't know. I no, don't know that's anything how about every Queen British Victoria. Must be dressed. <laughs> I know she sucks. Probably. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Usually if someone has queen in their name. Yeah, and also like oversaw some of the, you know, the worst atrocities in the world, so that yeah, also happened. You could say yeah. she might have been like the most uh, repugnant royal cuz she really <laughs> was there for that, you know, expansion of the empire. Hmm. That's a shame. Nice titties though. Yeah, yeah she made that. a bunch <laughs> of really cool goth houses. She's my favorite architect, I would say probably. Without her, we wouldn't have any chimney sweep children. That's right. Oh, that's true. Well, yes, happy birthday, Queen Victoria. That is the first of many official podcast dances we have <laughs> for today. Uh, yes. A much more serious note. This is something we're just going to briefly cover, mostly because I think it's safe to say that none of the four of us on this show are the proper person to go into greater detail on what's going on currently in Palestine. Obviously, if you've been anywhere near the news at any point in the past, what, week and a half, you've seen the atrocities carried out by the Israeli government with the support of the United States, as well as the complicit silence of other major world leaders. Uh, it's a tragedy of, I'd like to say, unprecedented proportions, but we seem to see something like yeah. this there, There's been a precedent since years. 1948. And we just wanted to make it clear that the stance of our show is that we stand in solidarity with the Palestinians as well as all oppressed peoples in their battle against forces of colonialism, forces of an oppressive state. We want to make that abundantly clear. There is no gray area on this issue. We stand unequivocally with Palestine. Yeah. Also, like, and, and with um, Jewish people who are not Zionist of Palestine right now. Or, or of Israel. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the anti-Zionist Jewish community has actually been extremely vocal and a very important set of allies because they can speak to this notion of mm. uh, divorcing Jewish identity from Zionist identity because using Jewish identity as a shield to protect as, against legitimate as critiques a shield of the and Zionist as a cudgel. State, exactly. Yeah. Is pretty much the only tactic they have. And we can't let that work. It's insanely, insanely problematic to equate Judaism with Zionism for a multitude of reasons. Uh, so yes, we kudos to the anti-Zionist Jewish community for speaking up and making it abundantly clear that they do not support the uh, genocidal actions of the Israeli government. Yeah, like I was considering doing some sort of like sardonic quip about how like this is a complicated issue uh, and we need to really think carefully about it. Uh, but I don't even have the energy to put up that facade. I'm going to go like full cringe sincerity and uh, saying like, you know, Israel is performing ethnic cleansing on Palestine has been for decades. Uh, and like we could give you hard numbers on like the amount of uh, civilians that have been murdered, the amount of children that have been murdered. But that number changes every day. So it's it's just, it's so ridiculous. But again, I'd just like to reiterate uh, what Jesse says in that, like, this is a black and white moral issue. Uh, and anyone that demands that you consider the other side or think about historical legacies or how getting rocks thrown at you hurts your feelings, uh, you can just write them off completely. Do not listen to a single other word that they say. Uh, and... Uh, if you would like nuance, uh, and if you would like this podcast to give you nuance on this or any issue, I uh, urge you strongly to listen to a different podcast. Yeah, really. 
Um, the other thing too is like the online discourse right now. Yes, will um, kind of convince you that there's like millions of people that are on the side of Israel. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every single post talking about this is just filled to the brim with experts, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah, uh, and like the, unquote, the IDF, experts. like it's well known that the IDF uh, pays Israeli civilians and members of its military. I Not guess even just that. One of the like same. Two Jewish posts. students, just yeah. anybody, they can get to post pro-Israel, anti-Palestine sentiment. Uh, Chance, please continue. And then to end this off, I do want to talk about the discourse again, though, because something very interesting is happening in the discourse on a broader level. Yeah, sure. Um, I sent a post to the group chat. Um, it, oh, was yes. a, it was an article from the Associated Press, and it was about um, how in Israel they will give you scholarships for um, defending Israeli politics online. Jesus. Uh, that was... That was from 2013. Going to the big um, leagues. And it was it was leaked to the press. So there hasn't been anything since. Um, but it was said at the time that it was supposed to be like a secret operation. <laughs> and nobody was supposed to know about it. But then they found out about it. And in 2013, they set aside like close to a million dollars in scholarships for people. So if you were planning on going to school, you know, that was a good way to make some money. And the person who ran it, uh, his name was Danny Seaman. And that's very fun. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. Uh, he is not currently the um, oh, what would you call it? Like foreign affairs or something like that. He he had some specific job mm. in the Israeli government. He's not that currently. But to assume that the um, the effort has stopped would be oh outrageous. Uh, yeah, no playing playing ignorant. <laughs> yeah, I would also say like if there is any hardening news uh, that we've gotten this week which has been admittedly scant. Uh, it's just the massive amount of protests and demonstrations in solidarity exactly. with the people of Palestine that has happened across the globe. Naturally, uh, here in Canada, the media has buried all of this. Uh, just in our uh, research, we found the CBC had one article uh, summarizing all of the demonstrations that happened across the country. Well, each of the mind-numbing anti-mask, anti-vax parades uh, mm-hmm. that I uh, sort of stumbled across, one of them in Toronto uh, this week, uh, each of those got their own full article with quotes and like yeah, interviews, uh, full yeah, on interviews, full interviews, people. and like massive like police escorts uh, of like these unmasked hordes rampaging down the street <laughs> to speak on that briefly though someone at an anti-mask rally in toronto bit a cop yeah which is cool is we also uh <laughs> we had we were there firsthand account we saw a number of greek flags yeah being a flown, greek flag it was great uh which you know i'm not calling out any of our greek listeners but do better for you and all of your people who are you you are beholden to also, represent someone had a city of toronto flag <laughs> over top of a don't tread on me flag and i was like quite wow. the combo yeah wow that was so that, cool that was john tory <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to when you hear uh libertarians talk about how they want to be cops oh my god oh, yeah. yeah fucking it's like infuriating being, being i don't know i feel like libertarianism is supposed to have like this air of cynicism so when people are proud of where they're from and also a libertarian, it makes you really question their philosophy. Also, when that <laughs> like, place oh, is Toronto. You just Toronto. want to be able to do whatever you want. 
Yeah, it's not exactly like you're homesteading in Toronto. Like, I, <laughs> I want to live in my apartment in, like, this giant building and just not have to pay any taxes for some reason. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. but so, Canadian media buried a lot of the pro-Palestinian protests and demonstrations uh, across the country. However, as Chance uh, knows a lot about this as well, the National Post... Mr. Uh, Tristan Hopper uh, found the time and found the room uh, in yesterday's paper uh, to do a pretty in-depth article that has since been scrubbed from the internet. Uh, I could not find it for the life of me. About an anti-Semitic attack uh, that happened in Toronto. (laughs) So I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. For anyone listening at home, you probably think I'm an evil monster right now, unless you know the story. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, here's the story. And, like, Chance chime in at any time i'm sure you might have more details than i do but there were again in toronto there were about five thousand people uh yes. gathered uh this weekend in nathan phillips square uh demonstrating uh for palestinian rights free palestine etc cetera, etc cetera, when there was this altercation that was filmed uh on like cell phone footage that spread like wildfire across instagram social media and then eventually was picked up by the national post of this old uh, Jewish man getting chased by a number of scary brown dudes, uh, and they were punching him and hitting him with sticks and whatnot. And everyone was like, "Wow! Like, look at the anti-Semitism! Like, it's rampant in this country. Like, God knows what's happening in Israel right now. Like, prayers up." But Chance, could you tell us what actually uh, was happening there? Oh yeah, sure. So um, this attack happened. And then you find out that the attack was based on a video. Now, that video, I, I shared it to the group. It's about six seconds long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does look like these pro, pro-Palestinian protesters... Holy shit, that's hard to say. Pro-Palestinian <laughs> protesters are just, yeah. like, attacking this, this man. And then the, the, the full video comes out that wasn't only five seconds long. And the man had a knife. He was also with a group of 15 people, and they were all members of the Jewish Defense League, a terrorist organization deemed by the U.S. I remember the yeah. JDL. And That's some old school shit. And he hit them with a bat first. Yeah, he had, yeah, been, he had and like then a, had a club. knife. Yeah, and then when the, when the club was taken away from him, he drew a knife uh, and was advancing on these people who then overpowered him and, you know, scattered him to the four winds. Uh, uh, can I just uh, say, thankfully I think we got a... Oh, anti-semitic of the people who saw that video that immediately assumed that this old man was jewish i'm just saying <laughs> it was posted by the toronto jewish advocacy yeah but Committee. how could they yeah. know you just see some ugly old man you can't be like oh that guy's jewish he's getting beaten up by these palestinian <laughs> dudes it's like no that's fucked up yeah and these I'm people sorry. haven't even taken it back yeah no. like i was on that page We're and i was scrolling them. through and nobody said anything yeah uh, and look, then a, a number of people have like the national post did remove the article, uh, much to my chagrin. Uh, they probably should have left it up saying, oh, hey, we completely misrepresented uh, what happened here. But I guess they decided not to do that. But, but we did get some great content out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we, we drove a lot of clicks for sure, baby. Yeah, because we even got uh, Doug Ford was mad about it. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah a, a number of politicians, including Ford, uh, said like, oh, I will not abide any anti-Semitic violence uh, in this uh, province, in this country, what have you. But pro-Semitic violence. 
<laughs> and then uh steven lecce of he is oh my the, god what is it the education, education minister yes yeah he said i stand with israel against hamas's indiscriminate attacks on civilians such and such here at home anti-semitism is on the rise the violent attack on a canadian yeah. jew this weekend is yet another appalling reminder of this historical scourge like this like <laughs> tiny incident from last saturday for me like this is a perfect microcosm of the quote-unquote conflict uh, at large here. I also like w- up. when a party in power is like, anti-Semitism is on the rise. It's like, you know you're in charge, right? <laughs> 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 what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, love when the conservative government is telling me that, uh, you know, there's too much anti-Semitism around. Yeah, really. They have a great history with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just can't trust politicians in general when they talk about these things, because it's like, you, you guys... What were you doing? Yeah, well, then you look like we could go on for the rest of the episode about like Damn, Alan Dershowitz calling. This. Yeah, like the the Dersh was on uh, some site the other day calling Bernie an anti semite. It's like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, he wrote a um, really like, tortured op ed for Politico the other day. Yeah, no, like you, we could drive ourselves crazy talking about this. It's not worth our time. It's not worth. Yeah, everyone just time. has hot takes. Yeah. As if they just found out about this yesterday. Yeah, like I, uh, again, propaganda machine go burr. Yeah. Yeah, that that video and everything, it was really funny because, um, so the CBC released the article today um, that had, there's tons of pictures, there's tons of camera angles of the incident. There's literally a picture of the guy getting attacked in the video with a knife in yeah. his hand. Yeah, which was the um, front, like, which was the cover, the front page, uh picture for the national post article was this guy holding a knife running away (laughs) and not not just like any knife either like that's the one that has like the brass knuckle looking kind of thing like it had like a grip to his knife yeah i was like which as far as i understand is illegal in this country like you cannot own that like that is a weapon of war it's really funny because even doug ford said like this behavior is totally reprehensible and should be investigated by police after he just already deemed it as anti-Semitic violence, which I guess I would understand if the video wasn't only five seconds long, like to come to that conclusion, Mm. I guess like I would get upset if I saw a video like that, that was five seconds long and you know, it was attacking an indigenous person. But then I found out like the indigenous people are part of the indigenous defense league Actually, that sounds pretty exciting. No, I was going to say, I think I'd still support them. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I'd cool. support them more. But you know what I mean. It's like, um, yeah, the, it's just one of those instances where you have no idea what the background is. And then, you know, Dofo comes in and he's just like, yeah, this is my hot take on the situation. And everyone now has egg on their face. Yes. I, uh, I also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, just like it, on the topic of like Israel and Palestine in general, this is obviously like I didn't think of this take. Um, this is from lots of like Palestinian people and indigenous people that I follow, but like Canada and the US and Australia and like any colonial country is never gonna say because like if you look at all the um politician tweets from this whole week mm-hmm. it's just been like we stand with Israel against like terrorist attacks and everything, but they're never gonna be pro-palestine because that is exactly how our country came to be like we are a colonial country imagine if they were like yeah this state shouldn't like push people out of their homes and steal their land like that would be bad and then everyone would be like uh well 
interesting what happened here. So, of course, they're just going to, like, pretend that there is no colonialism going on so that no one can accuse them of doing colonialism. So, anyway. Yeah. And as of right now, Doug Ford, nor Stephen Lecce, nor, you know, a lot of people who commented on this situation have not walked it back, even though the National Post had the, the moral standing to at least scrub it from the Internet. Well, yeah. What are what are they? What are their repercussions for doing so? Like, if they walked it back, Israel would get mad at them, and then you know Ontario wouldn't be able to sell weapons to Israel. Mm-hmm. And then Israel making that post, like the Israeli government being like, "Thank you to all of these countries that yeah. helped us," and using like the Canadian flag as well as like you know twenty other countries. Oh, but yeah, still, it's like yeah. they're directly uh, calling no whales on there. So Wales stays winning. Yeah, we stay yeah I know, I know. I Wales know. doesn't have their own government to make statements like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, they do. You're Wales, talking to them. Wales is also oh. being colonized. Yeah, you just colonized. don't understand them. Yeah. As a Welsh person. No. Uh, I will say something interesting, more so in American media, we haven't quite gotten to it in Canadian yet, is we are at least starting to see the bare minimum recognition of the Palestinian side of the conflict. Like I remember seeing clips from, you know, you get stuff like John Oliver where it's still a pretty milquetoast statement, but him saying, Oh, Israel is in the wrong and this is fucked up. I'm like, that is pretty important. That's rare. Mm -hmm. Seeing like MSNBC be like, Oh yeah, the Palestinian state has an equal right to safety that the Israeli state does is also quite shocking because I've spent my entire life witnessing just some of the most transparently hideous uh, propaganda jobs for Israel by members of the Western media. So to see any kind of actual acknowledgement of the Palestinian state is pretty shocking. And that's, that's a good sign. Whether or not anything comes of this, you know, who can fucking say? But we're at least getting to a point where... It's becoming impossible to ignore, much as how last year, around this time last year, as a matter of fact, in the United States and Canada, it became impossible to ignore the, you know, 150 years plus of police brutality and oppression. We are starting to see something matriculate under the surface, and it's better than every other fucking thing that I've seen for the entirety of my life. I thought after 2017, do you remember in May of 2017 when there was that massacre at the mm-hmm. uh, Gaza border? Yeah. And mm-hmm. nothing. I, I don't think these two were alive yet. Yeah, no, that's okay. okay. All right. You but are after, one year older than me. <laughs> <laughs> after this massacre in which Israeli forces, literally snipers shot kids with kites, shot medics in the back, murdered people in front of the Donald Trump administration who just happened to be in town that day and nothing came of it. Nothing nothing at all. I thought it was over. I legitimately thought that we were never, ever, ever going to have this moment with Israel. And I'm relieved that it's starting to change, but there's still a whole lot of fucking work that needs to be done. And that's going to involve keeping the media accountable it's going to involve keeping your friends accountable in my case it's going to involve keeping a non-insignificant subsection of my family accountable for this completely one-sided and fucking disgusting belief that israel is infallible and that israel is in the right and also to push the canadian government to stop selling arms to israel is a biggie for us 
Yeah. And did you see uh, the just, article that um, some like Italian port workers stopped like importing? Yeah, that Whoa. shit fucking rules. No, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, they were like, oh, these are Canadian weapons going to Israel. Like, we're going to stop importing this now. Excellent. Wow. That's what Congratulations you to, do. to Italy for being uh, uh, <laughs> so, less fascist than Canada. No, it's going to yeah. be direct action because we clearly can't rely on our government to do what's right. I mean, we still sell arms to Saudi Arabia. We still sell arms to Israel. I'm sure we sell fucking arms to Qatar and Dubai, like all these actual 100%. slave states. So it's going to be the onus of the people to do what's right. And on that note, if you're interested, you can donate to a number of charitable foundations. Uh, the one that I personally am uh, donating to is the Islamic Relief Canada Palestine Emergency Fund. Uh, Chapo Trap House did a really impressive fundraiser for them, as well as a few other uh, Palestinian charities where they raised like $100,000. The money is going directly towards providing aid, providing medicine, uh, supplies, food, and water in an area that has had a, what, decades-long embargo and is essentially an open-air prison. So any kind of money you can spare is, especially right now, integral. Uh, we'll include a link to some of those charities in the podcast. Uh, before we move on, final thoughts from you guys. I think you're right, and I think this is one of those times where Hopefully, people just look further into where they're getting their information mm. from, again, as always. Like, With the exception, of course, of this podcast. That's right. Yeah, just not, I was gonna say, not the CBC for Israel-Palestine, because they're shit. Yeah, like, uh, just, you know, it's it's really daunting, especially when you actively have people attacking what you're saying online. But trying to step away from the conversation, I guess, and move towards reading and 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 just trying to witness as much as you possibly can and keep a tab on what's going on don't don't mm -hmm. get in these fights with these people is what i'm trying to say yeah because it's, it's gonna go absolutely actors. nowhere yeah um just take a look at what's going on and you'll come to the right conclusion trust your gut what you're seeing right now it's okay to think, wow, it seems like Israel's in the wrong here. Anybody who tries to tell you otherwise is disingenuous. Use your eyes. It's very easy to tell what's going on if you just look and think. And also everyone telling you that being critical of a government makes you anti-Semitic is absolutely insane. Like, that's just, it's not how that works. So look into, maybe even look into some, like, you know, anti-Israeli government, Jewish scholars and academics, like there's there's actually tons out there. Oh, absolutely. A lot of my Jewish studies professors when I studied at Queens were extremely anti-Zionist and very yeah, interesting same. individuals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun. I just have something quick for you guys to bring the mood up a bit. Let's lower the IQ and the temperature by about 80 degrees here. So, in the United States, and over the last two weeks, you may have seen on social media images of people filling up gas tanks. Mm. You know, they've got the jerry cans. <laughs> some people are filling those big, like, Tupperware containers. In fact, some people were filling plastic bags with gas. The plastic bags killed me. Just like <laughs> a literally flimsy garbage bag full of gas tied up in yeah. your trunk. It got to the point where they, I think it was like the EPA was like, please do not put gasoline in a also, plastic bag. So <laughs> if you were like me, you were probably wondering why you were seeing all these posts of people just buying up an inordinate amount of gas. 
Uh, at first, I thought it was something similar to what's going on with the lumber, how everything is like so expensive at Home Depot because of tariffs and shortages and just general COVID mayhem. Mm-hmm. But no, the American gas shortage, at least the most recent one, was not a result of COVID, was not a result of some kind of oil rig exploding like the Deepwater Horizon, was not a result of a catastrophic environmental spill like BP. Uh, rather, the American gas shortage was the result of hackers. Oh. You can add the dramatic score. Specifically, they were targeting Colonial Pipeline, which is one of the largest oil providers in the United States. Uh, Oh, so so these are like cool as shit hackers. Kind of, yeah. Uh, And they They originally targeted them. Yeah, they still don't know if it was like specific targeting, but uh, like it could have been similar to the situation with the hospitals, right? Remember last year? I'm going to tell you that I don't think this was specific, given how they got access to the system, which I'll reveal to you in just a moment. So it would have been Friday, May 7th. That's when uh, Colonial lost control of the system. This was a ransomware attack, so these hackers immediately put in a request for $5 million US. And traditionally... You know, it's the policy of any kind of large agency to not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> but I'm going to offer a little spoiler alert for you. Uh, Colonial Pipeline actually paid the $5 million to no the hackers. No way! Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's how and crucial this oil supply was. And it seems to have worked, yes. Oh. And what's funny is, before I reveal how the hackers gained control of the system, I do just want to relay... An anecdote from a job I held. I worked in a job technically for the provincial government, and I was in a management position. I know. Boo. It was terrible. Boo, get him off the stage. That's right. And part of my job was, of course, the soul-crushing, mind-numbing process of receiving and sending emails. Nothing worse. We all hate it. Uh, I had dealt with an individual and I went to send them an email to help them process something and it didn't go through. This was like a Sunday afternoon. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, I come back to work Tuesday and I learned that the entire system, this entire provincial government system is completely inoperable. It has been taken down. And me, I immediately think, did I somehow crash our system by sending (laughs) this man an email? (laughs) And I thought that for quite a long time until I learned that, no, this provincial government system, which was taken offline by Moldovan hackers, (laughs) Moldovia (laughs) of all fucking Moldova of all places, took down the Ontario provincial government website. Uh, They requested one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They were not paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They just let them keep the website. (laughs) <laughs> they just made a new one. And, and they've been trying to and it's been two years since that happened and they still haven't sorted out all the issues like their new websites are terrible and oh that's so fucking funny. you know how they got control of the website it wasn't my email but rather it was a phishing email sent to a 65 year old member of senior management who clicked on the email and then gave complete control of the system over to these hackers oh my god that's so funny now, I mention this because Darkseid, a hacking group that was responsible for the ransomware attack. Also, they killed uh, Superman. That's right. They sent an email out, <laughs> and this is from a source at Colonial Pipeline, that said the hackers were able to gain access to their computer systems through a phishing scheme. 
According to the source, an employee clicked on a link in an email titled, more like Kansas City. The email contained an image of a large-breasted female in a Kansas City Chiefs bikini with a link promising additional pictures. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> this is not a joke. I oh saw my this. god. For me, I feel in- like it's easier to go Kansas ass city. Maybe. Well, no, but they, they weren't showing off the, the ass. They, the it was all the, the bikini. That's right. I guess so. I know your audience, I guess. And it seemed to work because this rogue phishing email was enough to give Darkseid <laughs> control over one of the largest fuel providers in the United States and basically cripple <laughs> the fuel economy for the better part of two weeks. So what did they do to actually control it? Like, how how did they cause They just the controlled the well, system, did- which meant... Like, they were in control of the entire system, which includes, like, the distribution system, the coordination system. Like, every aspect of getting the fuel to where it needed to be was completely taken offline. So, they just, like, stopped shipments of gas? Exactly. So, stations would have whatever they had, and then they'd run out, which is why people were trying to buy as much as they could so that they didn't have to worry about trying to fuel (laughs) up somewhere else. Okay, how do you launder the money made through that? Like, say a government does pay you $5 million. Like, what, did they just attach a link and say, like, upload some money you to You don't have to thing? launder the money. The government gave it to you. That's fine. Yeah. That's oh, it's legal. Okay. I'm sure it's also some kind of, like, cyber currency thing now. Or yeah, I know. Like I'm just coin, wondering, like, yeah. do you think it's completely, like, untraceable? They just stick it through so many things that when eventually they do pay it out to people, it's, like, completely separate? I don't I know. I think it's also the it's fact that, They do that, it with like, Dogecoin. It's also like these guys are in some like remote Eastern European country. I don't think so, the U.S. Yeah, the is- <laughs> laws, I guess, true. It's just hard to arrest someone in another country. I, they send the CIA into China to shut down the Overwatch porn games. <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah, cause I, uh, the the new Cold War for sure. I would you be cannot in the streets. do that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's for a, a while they were. They were 100% doing it with Bitcoin, and it would actually oh, tell yeah. you directions on how to change your money over to Bitcoin to send to them. Hmm. That's wild. So, so that goes to show how fragile and incredibly stupid the energy infrastructure is in the United States. And that was just a, a wonderful little anecdote. And with that, I'll throw it off to one of my other hosts, who I'm yeah. sure has something so, fun to tell so me. I've got one more treat for you here, which is naturally less fun. But I think we can find some joy in this. So, uh, as you know, uh, we covered it extensively uh, the the massive wave of protests against police brutality and police violence, uh, yes. uh, both in the states and around the world, led to uh, some, of course, insane responses by said police, as well as the FBI and the military what? that were involved in Portland for an amount of time. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, they had black yeah, sites. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> yeah, there were black sites. Uh, you know, protesters were... They put a hood over your head and, yeah, disappeared you. Uh, They would throw you in a van, yeah. Yeah, that was a whole thing. And one of my more favorite parts about that were the the op-eds, were the newspaper columns uh, from the Canadian press that were, like, sort of solemnly condemning America and its politics. And, like, oh, man, could you believe our, our neighbors to the south? have succumbed to, like, violent authoritarianism, like, and in doing so, either implying or, in some cases, outright stating their thanks that, like, that sort of thing doesn't happen here. Yeah. You know, we all remember that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, bad news. Because <laughs> uh, that sort of thing was happening here. 
the Ottawa Citizen uh, has been doing a lot of uh, extensive reporting into this. Their their latest piece uh, come out this week details how Canadian forces intelligent officers intelligence officers were compiling data on Black Lives Matter uh, on the Black Lives Matter movement in Ontario. Uh, as part, uh, quote, as part of the military's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, that makes oh sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, of course. Those, those two things, that's one plus one equals two, baby. It's like the two things the military are concerned about is treating female soldiers well and COVID-19. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, uh, so they had a whole team set up to uh, examine social media accounts to, quote, understand how BLM organized its protests, as well as to identify major actors supporting the organization. They noted that there were BLM chapters in Toronto and Waterloo. They made this whole timeline with all of the demonstrations that occurred over the summer. And uh, one section of their report uh, was titled Hostile Foreign Actors. Oh. Uh, however, that uh, has been completely censored. Uh, and we don't oh. do not know what they actually had uh, in that section. All the Zoom calls they did with Black Lives Matter chapters in American cities were spreading COVID, obviously. Yeah, so exactly. That and that was allowed. their stated goal. <laughs> I mean, their their biggest hostile foreign actors. They were worried they were going to get boratted, so they kept a close watch <laughs> on him. <laughs> yeah, all the under underage girls that the army was dealing with, they had to make yeah, sure that none of them had a mustachioed father figure that might appear that's what happened borat and his niece <laughs> tricked major general daly into being a rapist <laughs> but our our you know our brave uh soldiers uh the uh canadian armed forces have released a statement uh in response to this they say quote uh, in order to ensure the movement of our personnel slash vehicles to support Ontario <laughs> long-term care facilities would not interfere uh -huh. no, no, would not interfere with Black Lives solidarity activities. Oh, uh, okay. preliminary oh, no. pre preliminary research was undertaken to ensure that that wouldn't happen. To okay. be clear, this work was only done with the intent to avoid disruption to both planned BLM activities and Canadian, mm -hmm. Canadian Armed Forces operations. Okay, so we because they would never want stop we, we took yeah. down the names addresses social insurance numbers and mm -hmm. everyone's parents address of all the black lives matter leaders and yeah. kept them in a system and then like track their cell phones and watch them so that we wouldn't accidentally have to stop our our truck yeah. for a little bit while they marched that's <laughs> yeah, if, if they were marching down the street we didn't want to have to you know, you know turn left supplies. because turning yeah, yeah, left yeah. is sort of hard you know well, it's harder than turning right so sorry, we Idle their tank. Oh, oh, it's bad for the environment. Yeah. Right, That's right. right. Yeah, the tanks that yeah, they're driving into long-term care homes, where <laughs> well, they yeah. just light up the... all the elderly. They might get resistance. This is actually part of the Kyoto Accord. <laughs> um, they're trying to cut down on greenhouse gas emissions. This is part of the Gladio so it, Accord. By, by, so instead, we will run these massive computer farms uh, to know the precise GPS coordinates of every black person in the country. I hope they looked at my Instagram. They're like, oh, he went to a few rallies and they just saw my hole. I, <laughs> they were all fucked. I That's really, why they turned into perverts. <laughs> do they think that anybody believes them when they say stuff yeah, like this? They, like, they we tracked everybody so that we Earth. didn't accidentally run into you? It's like, it, okay, that's actually what people do to their ex boyfriends at university. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're trying to gaslight. What the fuck? 
Well, after this, I sort of went down a, a complete rabbit hole with the Ottawa Citizen, which I recommend our listeners also check out. Yeah, the Ottawa uh, Citizen is the one who published that piece on uh, the prison for women inmate who was tortured by CSC in the 1950s. Yeah. So, fucking thumbs up. Uh, they've done a lot of reporting on a larger movement that has been forming uh, within the Canadian Armed Forces uh, to employ their public affairs branch in, like, a more, like, shall we say, strategic manner. What the uh, so fuck their public does the affairs Army branch... need public affairs for? You're the Army. You just... <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? I, I don't know how long they've had it, uh, but nominally their job is to uh, inform citizens on what the Army is doing and why. They say they're all about transparency. They they have, uh, like, their, their Latin slogan is just veritas for truth. Oh, my God. Uh, which, yeah, thank you. It's uh, like, if you're the army, you don't want people telling, like, oh, yeah, we're going to invade today. Great. Nice fucking job. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad thanks, we spend dude. a trillion dollars a year on this. Uh, but uh, chief, of def- uh, chief of the Defense Staff, uh, General John Vance, uh, in <sighs> a, a speech in 2015, uh, called for the weaponization of the, public, uh, of the military's public affairs branch, uh, which is <clears throat> what uh, we've been seeing for a while. Uh, so last year, uh, during, uh, the, I, I would say the height of the pandemic, but we're, we're in the height of the pandemic. The, it seems the like. first height of the first yeah, pandemic. The first height of the first pandemic. Exactly. The military was monitoring, uh, and collecting information from people's social media accounts in Ontario. They said that they had to do this. Oh d- no. They had to do this data mining to help troops working again in long-term care facilities. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, old people uh, all, love social media. They, all of the fucking. What, is, what does my Instagram have to do with fucking? The two old weeks the military spent in long term exactly. care, they're gonna milk for the next eighty years. They're yeah. gonna be like, remember when yeah. we went when we in and the we gave paper? everyone yeah. cups of water? Like, fuck you. Anyway, I I got PTSD from grandma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she swore. She did epic old lady things, and I <laughs> she was smoking menthol, and I <laughs> yeah. I, I discharged. She was involved in an, a military officer involved shooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, here's the thing. Uh, I know this shouldn't surprise anyone, but when you see it in print, it's still like, what the fuck? No, uh, absolutely. All of the negative comments that they found from this data mining operation on Ontario citizens, all of the negative comments they found about the government and specifically Premier Doug Ford uh, were gathered together and <laughs> sent to the Ford government. Chat. Yeah, so like cool. I, oh, fuck I guarantee my I I am in that all the times I said that I wanted him to oh, like, yeah. pu- like suck his own dick and die. But like you and like you know every fifty year old person who was like, why do I have to wear a mask? Thanks. And for. that's how they decided like, who got the vaccine. Yeah. The writings with yeah. the most negative comments. They were like, fuck you. You're never getting yeah. the vaccine. Yeah, Go I, to hell. I fucked Kingston we were, like just by we myself. Talking, we were talking before about um how it's kind of like the bachelor where they like leak the results. Uh, but it seems like it's almost more like American idol where they like pull in your votes. Like <laughs> they ask you to call in that like post on social media. I and, think the military uh, is actually doing this just to like cyber bully and harass Doug Ford. They're making him read all of his hate mail. Just so he <laughs> oh, I see. Every day. It's like that Jimmy Kimmel. Bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except it's like, 20 hours long of him just crying reading mean tweets <laughs> general general mcrapist caused doug ford to self-harm they sigh <laughs> uh 
but there there's a lot more of this going on too. So uh, later in the year, uh, it was revealed again by the citizen uh, that the public affairs uh, branch of the Canadian Armed Forces had this quote-unquote controversial plan uh, that would allow the military public affairs officers to use propaganda to change the attitudes and behaviors of Canadians, as well as collect and <laughs> analyze information. It propaganda? Uh, that is what the citizen calls it. Uh, oh, okay. God knows what the uh, the armed forces called it. But it's specifically uh, like this a media blitz that they wanted to do to uh, change the attitudes and opinions of Canadians on the military. Which is interesting, because I feel like the military is doesn't get all that much flack from most people. Everybody is still, like, war on terror brained, where they have to say thank you to your service for a guy who stood around a gas station in Kabul for 36 months. Yeah, we should get rid of um, veterans' discounts. Yeah, That's we should get rid of veterans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like Beto says. Just, just put a bunch of fireworks near them. Let God sort it out. Stop! Mean! <laughs> In addition to these plans, the Canadian Armed Forces uh, last year spent uh, over a million dollars to train their public affairs officers on uh, behavior modification techniques uh, as uh, they got this information from Cambridge Analytica, if you're familiar with their Oh, with the people that like leaked all the the Facebook Facebook data? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So really in, in uh, in good hands there. The military also had plans uh, for a propaganda campaign aimed at heading off civil disobedience by Canadians during the pandemic. Again, this was around like, er- like late spring, early propaganda? summer of last year. Yeah, so the I'm just the campaign curious was- as to how they would manage that. Yeah, well, they they uh, planned on using similar tactics to those uh, used in Afghanistan, no. uh, including loudspeakers transmitted. Uh, th- Loudspeakers what? connected to trucks that would drive through neighborhoods and transmit <laughs> government messaging. What? Yeah, to say what? Don't protest? I, I don't know. Like, what stay inside, fuck? wear a mask. I, I have no idea. We, uh, we hear your voices. We see your spaces. We are acknowledging you. We are allies. <laughs> exactly. That'd be really we fun. are trans. <laughs> we are Muslim. We are black. We are women denied health care rights. Please stay inside your home. <laughs> They actually also created dossiers on journalists that were deemed to be anti-military and had detailed plans... uh, (laughs) To kill them. (laughs) No, well, who's to say? Uh, They had detailed plans to use the social media of pro-military academics, journalists, (laughs) and straight-up dummy accounts run by, like, public affairs officers to put forth approved messaging. Uh-huh. So all of this, like, again, the Ottawa Citizen has done a lot of great works on this. What I will say is as journalists, they feel the need to only report on things that they have factual evidence for. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm not a journalist. No, absolutely uh, not. You are not so, a journalist. That's right. I'm a journalist. Uh, so I, w- I will say this with 100% conviction. All of these things that th- I've said, oh, they had plans to do this. Uh, like, they, they have talked about doing that which is what the Ottawa citizen can report on, that is happening. All of this is happening. 
Probably. Guaranteed. Please do not be as stupid as to fall for it every time that you read that the army planned to do something, but then scrapped it because the paper found out about it, or because, uh, as in every example that I've given so far, they said, oh, they had plans to do this, but someone higher up said, no, I don't like that. That's not good for the country. Uh, so they stopped it. Yeah, dude, I'm sure you're not doing that right now. I do I'm like glad. Them, like paying pro military academics yeah. to like what like fight online with yeah, anti military like, journalists. Like, cool. <laughs> I, I like the idea. I love of, tax dollars at work. Yeah, really. Like the officer run burner accounts. I like to think they're gonna try and like get them to you know infiltrate like the BLM movement. But the officers are just saying stuff like it's fucking gay as hell to be racist. <laughs> 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 it's just like yeah, awesome man. It's like hey y'all with an X. Uh, <laughs> How about we post our favorite drug spots where we can say <laughs> bad things about the military? Y'all, this is fucking funny. You go first. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like, I, I feel, yeah. it, you know, Amazon deployed the same thing when they didn't want a union, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there were so many awesome. just random burner accounts and then people being like, hey. I'm Trish and I love Amazon. Yeah. And that one guy who used, cool. like, the dude perfect dude. Yeah, that was cool. And he was like, I've worked at Amazon for 10 years, and I fucking love it. And then you go on his profile, and he's like, dude, perfect guy, and he (laughs) just made his account a week ago. No, it's the playbook. Like, recognize this shit when you see it, because it's the exact same, regardless if it's the military, it's the police, it's a monolithic megacorporation. Or even Israel. It's literally happening with all that. Oh, yeah. all three. Yeah, yeah. Just just remember that this this is where your money goes. I've got one one last little anecdote here uh, about uh, our the brain geniuses running the the media wing of of our military. I can't remember if we've talked about this on the pod before, but do you guys remember last uh, September when the military gaslit Nova Scotia into thinking that their children would be devoured by wild animals? No. Uh, so here here's the situation. What? We have one fine Acadian morning. You wake up, you've got your coffee, you've got, I imagine, your bucket of fish sitting, rotting on the counter. I don't know what those people eat. And you're greeted by a letter from your provincial government warning you that wolves have been reintroduced into the area and are now roaming the Annapolis Valley around your home. Yes, I do remember this. Uh, Yeah, so the letter had the logo of the Nova Scotia Department of Lands and Forestry and was attributed to one of its employees. However, that employee did not write that letter that was sent out to all of the citizens of Nova Scotia. Oh, that would feel great to be that guy to get <laughs> yeah, these yeah. messages in return. Cool. Uh, so the Nova Scotia government like quickly scrambles. They put out a statement saying, hey, that letter is a hoax. Like, ignore that. Uh, I don't know uh, who, who the fuck put that out. Did they did they release wolves, though? No. It was, it's there was complete, no wolves it's at all? completely fabricated. No, okay. they're, they're still working on that. <laughs> Timely. Uh, so everyone was scratching their heads like, what the fuck was this? Until finally the army revealed uh, that the letter was forged by them in what we can only assume to be some sort of propaganda training exercise. Oh my what? God. Yeah. Not only that, the army admitted to placing loudspeakers in the woods that were pumping out wolf howls. Why? I'm not making this up. This is That's for real. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Right? 
Why would they ever do that? So they Ooh, tell X-Files everyone. Episode. Uh, there's wolves. This is from the department that would let you know normally if there was wolves. Also, we're gonna like legit pretend there's wolves in the woods too. But if you believe us, you're a dumb idiot, and that's like, why you need to listen to us more so you can develop critical thinking. Like what the fuck? I, I don't. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was behavior modification that they were looking. I think it was specifically like if we put this out. What will people do? Like, how can how greatly, how drastically can we change someone? I guess behavior modification that way. But they were just like, it was like field research. Like, okay, this is a test run for how scared so if, if we, can we make lie people. to the population. Yeah. How quickly will they believe it? Yeah, yeah, or like what proportion of them will do exactly what we want them to do? How uh, after that did Nova Scotia just say the uh, the army is never allowed in this province again? Especially Get like the after the wake out. of that like horrible shooting. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. I, I was gonna say the name of that officer who authorized the wolf experiment, Gabriel Wortman. Yeah. And now you know the rest of the story. What the hell? But, uh, of course, there had to be an official statement. So, Department of National Defense spokesman Dan Le Boutillier. Oh yeah, uh, Le, Bouti- Le Boutier. La Boutier, sure, said that the fake letter wasn't meant to be released to the Republic, and an investigation is underway to what? determine how that happened. Uh, when oh asked, no, I accidentally printed 30,000 glossy copies of this yeah. and accidentally... Oh sorry, I accidentally oh, sent you a picture of my dick, haha, <laughs> unless... Oh, whoops, I dropped my letter, my monster letter for my magnum wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it's similar to like, oh, that wasn't me, my brother sent it. Yeah, yeah. he also continued uh, to say that he did not know why the loudspeakers were set up to transmit wolf sounds, <laughs> and that wow. would be True. investigated as well. I trust well, him. This sounds yeah. right. I would totally, if they did a propaganda experiment on us all to see how dumb we are, and then told us, no, we didn't do that to see how dumb you are. I That makes sense. Those two things, they go yeah, that, that hand in hand. Think we but are yeah, dumb. Uh, <laughs> that that is the story of oh, how the Jesus Canadian Christ. Armed Forces literally cried wolf. Oh, that was, so, that was anyway. Okay. And I, on that note, I, um, I, well, the speakers. Thank did. you, everyone, for listening this week. Did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's right, baby. Yes. Um, fun fun thing for us is uh, I don't know about Dean and Megan, but I finally got a vaccine appointment, so I'm ready to get that nerd cum flowing through me. Yeah, oh, as I've soon as possible. Back, the other dude. three of us are vaccinated, Jesse. So this is why we have to record all don't, separately because we're scared if you're disgusting germs. Yeah. Well, no, I was, I, don't lump me in with that peasant shit. I'm fully vaxxed. You guys are only half. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. Oh, wow. Come on. Yeah, well, I, got- I've been keeping my distance from Jesse just because I, like, I've got a lot of vaccine particles now, and I don't want to oh, infect him and, and, and make him cause miscarry. him to miscarry. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Cause, miscarry what? <laughs> I don't know. Have you not seen that? That people who are anti-mask now think that if they go near someone who's been vaccinated, the particles can the baby cause will fall out of them. Instantly. That's so. No, that's the most normal yeah, conspiracy. There's a number of anti-mask, anti-vax people now who are wearing masks and distancing uh, to avoid the vaccine particles that people Perfect. have. Perfect. That's yeah. amazing. Talk about a military Time experiment. Cannot be real. Yeah, Time is a flat say. circle. Jesus Christ. All right, guys. Well, but yes, Jesse is experience. simply not vaccinated because he's bald and they don't let bald people get the vaccine. So. Uh, no, I'm not vaccinated by choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're pro-Palestine and anti 
<laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. Uh, stay safe, stay strong, and trust your gut, people. Remember, you know what's right, and you certainly know what's wrong. And with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. Kisses. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.